Oh, hello, and welcome to the Community Experience Podcast. We are so glad you're here. If you're one of our regulars, you're probably wondering why we haven't published in a while. We actually chose to sunset the show in early 2023, but the feed will stay active because so many of the episodes are timeless. If you want to learn more and search our back catalog, you can visit smartpassiveincome.com slash cxpodcast, all one word. If you have an idea for an education product, but you're maybe not like totally sure, like this is like the idea, right? It's going to work. You can test that idea if you do a more live instruction model, a la CBC, or potentially now like the emergence of these hybrid versions like CPCs, you potentially can get something to market quicker, start to generate revenue, you know, income from the thing. You can sell it or pre-sell it or whatever, and then get feedback. Was this curriculum valuable? Did it help solve problems? Did it help like with the big transformation that maybe you're trying to play into, right? Well, hello, it's your hostess with the mostest. Jillian B, Jillian Benbow, and this is the Community Experience Podcast, and welcome. Nice to talk to you again. Today, I'm talking to none other than the CEO of SPI Media, aka my boss, but also a pretty cool dude, Matthew Gartland, and we're talking about all the things we're doing in community at SPI. I just want to clarify before I just send you right into the, the spicy takes, the hot takes of where community is going and community-powered courses and all of that. Just so it makes sense, we use some SPI jargon that I would like to make sure you know for context. So we have SPI Pro. That is the first community we ever launched. That is the, you have to fill out an application. And if you feel like a right fit, you are accepted to join and then you pay and you join and it's the best time ever, happily ever after obviously, because that's how community works, right? So we have that. That's pro, SPI pro. We launched something called the Academy, which is a completely separate community than SPI pro. So it's like two different circle communities. You know, it's kind of like if you are familiar with Slack, you might be in a Slack for say your company, then you may have a totally separate Slack that's for something you volunteer with or a community or something like that. So think of it like that. You can toggle between, but they are distinctly separate. The Academy and Pro. You with me? (laughs) Me either. Okay. So just to note, in the Academy, we have all of our course community spaces that used to be on Facebook and we moved over, which I, I know I've talked about before. That's a whole thing that I was very adamant about. So basically now if you join, if you pay for one of our courses and like buy the DIY, I own this course and have lifetime access, right? If you do that, you get access to a space within the academy that is all about that course where you can talk to other students who are going through things, yada, yada. It's also where you can access our weekly office hours replays because Pat does weekly office hours. If you purchase one of our courses, you get access to that. So you can join. It's a Zoom call webinars sort of situation where you ask questions and he answers and he does it for an hour every week, most weeks. Then we decided, hold my beer. And we launched something called the Learner Community, which is also in the Academy, but separate from these course spaces. So the Learner Community is a downsell of Pro. If you're not quite ready for Pro or you can't invest the 100 bucks a month that Pro costs, you can join the Learner Community. It's 30 bucks a month. It's a lot less programming. It is not designed for people who already have a business that is running. It's more for beginners. Ta-da. Now, when you listen to this, this will be launched. We are launching something called the All Access Pass in the Academy. So again, learner, courses, and now All Access Pass are all in the Academy. SPI Pro is separate. So an All Access Pass, that is access to our entire course catalog as a subscription. So you do not own the material. You just have access to all of it for as long as you are subscribing to that membership. And then What Matt and I talk about a bunch is the programming, the community-powered part of community-powered courses that is all access. That's the bulk of this call. But man, let me tell you, just had to make sure because I don't want you super confused. And then I believe we talk about MBA a little bit. That is back over in the pro community. That is an upsell in pro for very advanced business owners who want to talk about just more like strategic, bigger things. So yeah. Okay. Enough from me. 
Here is the Spicy Takes, the hot takes with none other than Matthew Gartland, CEO of SPI Media. All right, I am excited for this episode. I am with SPI Media CEO Matthew Gartland. I'm back. I'm so excited to be back. back. Thanks, Jill. Yay. Yeah. And we are about to have a whole bunch of fun because this is hot takes. <laughs> Spicy. Spicy hot takes. Yeah. We unsurprisingly have lots of opinions and there's just a lot of... um there's a lot going on in the community sphere right now. And there's this term that kind of just popped up. I've been, Matt knows, I've been investigating, like, who's the first person who said this? And the term is community powered courses. And we have a lot to say about this. This is something without that name, we've been working on for a long time and are about to launch something very aligned with this. So when this all of a sudden became like the hot new goss, we're like, oh, we got to talk about this. <laughs> Let's get on the mic. Let's stake some territory here. No, it's <laughs> exciting though. And yeah, I guess from my vantage point, right? Like when you're, you know, kind of in your little secret layer and you're working on things, you know, uh, you don't necessarily think about like how to position this in the market at that point in time. But like all of a sudden, yeah, there's some colliding force uh, or forces just in the community space. It's like, okay, cool. Now this thing has, has arisen. So it's like, oh yeah, that kind of maps. It's validating even to, you know, the work we've been doing, I want to say since Q1, you know, on this product that's launching. And it's like, okay, cool. We're not crazy. This notion of essentially hybridizing, you know, an experience that incorporates really thoughtful uh, and intentional education with community elements and experiences and, and best practices you know, and, and finding the intersection of those two things. That's what we've been endeavoring to do since again, Q1. It's like, okay, cool. Community powered courses, cool flag, right? That's great. Yeah. I was like, whoever came up with that term, I will purchase you a beer or beverage of your choice. Cause it's a great, it, I mean, it's a, it's a great term. And I think there's a distinction between that idea and cohort based courses, which has been like, that was the darling last year, right? This all like CBCs and, and not to say, I still think there's a very important place in the market for a cohort based course, but I, I also think there is a definite distinction in strategy and just everything between the two. Absolutely. So yeah, if we kind of zoom out and take a, a slightly wider view with some historical view of that included, we had DIY courses. We've done a lot with that, obviously, at SPI. I think we're up to close to 20 DIY courses in our total catalog, if you also include our like mini course workshops in that count as well. And we've been doing those, Pat and I, since late 2016, I think, or early 2017. So we, yeah, we have tons of reps and experience. And that's where a lot of the kind of crystallization you know, in this market that we now call the creator economy you know, to, to manifest something that could be sold, you know, you can monetize your expertise that way. Like that's kind of where a lot of this first really gelled. But then yes, with CBCs, and, and we can think about, you know, Tiago Forte and Dave Perel and some of those folks that were really early kind of into then an alternative way to deliver that value that was more higher touch, more private, more exclusive. And, and that, Jill, is what you just said, you know, these cohort-based courses. And I don't couldn't tell you all uh, either, like who gets credit for like that term. Yeah, me either. Maven as a tech company, maven.com has really planted a big flag like in that space. And we actually use that platform for our CBCs. We call them boot camps. But now I think what you and I, again, have been really spicy about since you know the beginning of the year is like, okay, what's the next thing? Because like the, the DIY approach and the CBC approach are almost completely compartmentalized away from each other, right? In terms of how you could technologically deliver that and bring people together and, and kind of facilitate a broader experience. So like, how can we find something in the middle? How can we build something now that technologies have advanced, et cetera, to hybridize that, right? And I see it almost like if you want to, in your mind's eye, like draw a bell curve, right? In terms of standard like market modeling, like, okay, cool. I think the bell, like like the big part of the bell is going to be these hybridized things. I think that's where a lot of like the puck is going in terms of interest, how people want to learn, how they want to connect, how they want to remain connected with people post-experience, post-education experience. I think that's the new bell that like everyone's going to rush into. So yeah, it's like, okay, let's go there. And spicy hot take for me, not to be a hater, but it's, I'm already seen. So this whole, you know, 
community powered courses and things, I think a lot of people are getting caught up in the shiny thing and are like, oh, what should I make a course on? Oh, you know, and I'm interested to see, I predict, I'll say it here now, a prediction that that isn't that groundbreaking. I'm sure other people have thought it. There's going to just be a an influx of low quality <laughs> courses and attempts at this. And it may kind of like muck the waters a bit for people who do have real expertise and quality content to deliver. And so I'm interested to see how those of us who identify as the latter <laughs> navigate this and, and come out on top to be like, yeah, no, we know what we're talking about. We're an authority in this. And I think, I mean, not to brag, but I think like SPI, we're going to be okay in this because we've established a reputation. But I'm interested, what are your thoughts on creators who are interested in doing this and do have the expertise that's worth sharing to that, but maybe don't have the like brand recognition. That happens in everything, right? It does. But especially in digital entrepreneurship, let's be honest. Oh, There's course. a lot of just clout chasing and fake. When Amazon KB or KDP first came on the scene for self-publishing, right? Just the floodgates opened with book publishing and, and folks claiming authorship. And, and, and that's true. I'm not saying it's not true, like in a very binary way. It's like, yes, you published a book, but uh, I think it was even Seth Godin back in the day, you know, talking about that, right. was like, Hey, like when anyone can publish a book, most people will, and the majority are going to be crap. Or that wasn't an exact quote, but that was kind of the point Seth was making. And, you know, we see this time and again, whenever the barriers to entry and anything come down, you know, from a, a technology standpoint, from like the cost of that technology to the ease of use of that technology, to its accessibility to different platforms, to its integration capabilities within other platforms, because all of us in our space, right, still trying to build our email list. So, so long as we can integrate with our, you know, chosen ESP, you know, flavor of the day, then like, okay, cool. It's going to even make it that much more, I think probably, I don't know, potent in terms of something to invest time and energy into trying to do. So, but yeah, coming back to just, I guess we're calling them now CPCs, <laughs> community <laughs> uh, powered courses. Another acronym under the belt. Well, I, again, in terms of like, I think just, I dare say universal trends that are just never going to go away is people are going to replicate each other. People are going to like, okay, I don't know what this thing is. Like, okay, cool. This looks exciting. Like this sounds like a sexy term. No flipping clue how to maybe do it, do it well to your point around like quality. So, you know, and this is where I think SPAC continues to have an advantage, uh, I dare say, is, you know, we'll lead. We love leading. We, we love leading by example. So uh, I, I fully expect that, you know, once our product is out there and we get amazing folks to subscribe and try to value and experience this, whatever, you know, there'll be some knockoffs. That's, but that's like, that's part of being an entrepreneur and, and trying to build into arguably anything in terms of like how you want to help people and serve is, you know, someone's going to love what you do and, you know, start to take, you know, bigger, small ideas away from that and, and try to repurpose that. And no, I'm, I'm not overly criticizing it, honestly, to be clear, it's just like, that's what innovation looks like. So here we are at the dawn of like the next big thing, you know, trademark TM, you know, on top of this cohort <laughs> or community powered course model. And, and that's going to happen. It's going to happen to us. It's going to happen to other people that have, you know, the intention and drive motivation and resources, you know, capital resources, human resources, talent resources, you know, to try to do this, it's going to happen. And, you know, that's okay. I think it's also okay too, just to give your, as a community builder listening, like give yourself permission to not, right? Like we're obviously super excited about this, but we've been in kind of that community ed tech Venn diagram for a while. So this makes perfect sense with our business model. I think there's going to be like all shiny things. Um, because it's so community specific and the buzzwords are a flying and, you know, the ease of how you can do it now with platforms having LMS systems built inside them. That's, you know, it makes it a lot easier, but it doesn't mean you have to. Like if you're like, oh, I have to do this because everyone's doing it and everyone's talking about all this money they're making. It's like, well, don't compare yourself to the Instagram version of someone, you know, whatever someone else is uh, touting because it's. One, probably a little <laughs> embellished, but two, really good communities can survive without adding an education component on it. However, if you're like us and that is a part of what you do, like this is gangbusters. I'm so excited. <laughs> exactly. No, that's that's a remarkably important point, especially for 
folks that are earlier in the journey, they're still solopreneurs or they're still beginning to you know, build a team, don't have one fully, kind of anywhere in that, that earlier stage phase of their you know, small business or startup, right? Is you have to be, or at least I, I would, I guess, teach this, right? From like a business strategy standpoint is you have to be ruthlessly selective with where you're going to put your focus in your time and your limited resources. Again, energy versus mental health resources, you know, just your mental health period. Um, and certainly your financial resources in terms of what you can bring to bear. So this may not be like the right next move for, for you. If you are in fact excited and curious about community, it might be something else, right? Or even again, zooming out to just kind of this space at large with education, maybe a DIY course is, you know, the, the first move for you if you if you don't even have that product, right? We still believe highly in, you know, the relevance of that, like as a vehicle to deliver value, you know, to to people, uh, to audiences based on your skill or craft, right? And that's never going to go away from our model, but our model is increasingly community oriented, as I've probably said 20 times on this show by now. And the way that we've been saying it, you know, these days, very much internally first, in terms of like our North Star vision statement as a company is SPI Media is a community company, full stop period, right? And then there's more text after that, but like it starts there. So it makes sense for us to continue to like say, okay, these sorts of new concepts are relevant to us, need to be tip of spear for us to play into that vision to hopefully manifest, you know, that vision and intention for the company. But if that's not right for someone else, totally cool, right? Yeah. Totally cool not to. Yeah. There's a lot of things that happen, even in community where I'm like, I really enjoy watching this from the sidelines and I have no interest in participating, but I'm going to stay abreast to like what's happening just because I'm nosy and I like all things community, but there's something really nice about being like, I'm going to opt out of this trend. I'll watch it, but I'm good. I also think just, you know, we should probably frame too. So Circle, the platform we use, recently launched an LMS. And there are other platforms out there that, um, like I know Mighty Networks has had an LMS baked in for a while. I'm sure other, I'm not super sure if like Tribe or any of the million, (laughs) seemingly million other platforms have. So it's not exactly like a new concept, right? To have a course within a community. But I think what the distinction is moving forward, and it's certainly what we are really focused on, is this idea that people generally, like doing a DIY course all on your own, you're much less likely to finish it. It's lonely. There may be, you know, like comments embedded in lessons and things, but that's not really community because there could be a comment from four years ago that you're like, oh, you know, that's the one you would interact with, but you know that person's not going to reply. So it's, it's, a little stagnant. And so this idea of the community powered course is really, and here's the distinction, I think, between that and a a cohort based course is, you can still kind of have that evergreen setup for people to purchase into an experience and start on their own time, uh, but just have more people to talk to because it's within a community of people who even if they went through that course a year ago, if they're still in the community, they're engaged because you're doing other things. There's specific programming going on that's ongoing, right? And so for me, that's obviously where I get super excited. Ashley, our community manager in our academy, which is where we're launching our new product that we should talk about. We should. It's been so secret, but we, let's talk about it. So we're launching something called All Access Pass. And it's basically, you know, it's access to our entire course catalog for a quarterly subscription fee. So you're not purchasing a DIY course and you have it forever. It's not that model, although we do technically still have that. So it's the option to get it all and kind of on demand. Like if you really wanted to, you could buy a quarter membership, go through all our material and then be like, graduate with honors from SPI, right? You do all our courses. It's not just a course catalog. And that's where the community powered courses come in. We have very intentionally been planning out different community events and programming and pathways and ways to really make it just the best experience possible. And I am so excited about it. And it launches when you're, depending when you're listening, it probably will not have launched yet, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, but you can go to our website to learn more. Matt, you've been super excited about this. We've we've been talking, I think, I honestly think it was like Q3, Q4 of last year that we like conceptualized this, maybe 
I don't even know. It's all a blur. I'm sure like the first shot was fired probably. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is crazy because we're recording this at the very end of September. So it's like, holy crap, that was a year ago, more or less. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, not that we're trying to, again, plant too big a flag here and like take credit for the whole model. But again, proud in terms of how we have derived this idea from now over two years, pushing two and a half years of experience with like straight up community led by SPI Pro. We now have three tiers. We launched our learner membership as well as our MBA membership in the summer. Learner being for... Which I've actually never talked about MBA on here because we're still technically in beta. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here for that too. So gosh, we could just go like totally like... Pick a membership, any membership. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just stay on all access for, I guess, a little bit longer. So what I think is really motivating for us, right, is it's not just taking our DIY courses and bolting on, so to speak, like something that gets called community about explicitly and only say email marketing, right? Because we have a course called email marketing magic and cool, like bolt on, you know, whatever. That's that's not what this is. You know, it is much more what, what you described, which is this, you know, kind of double helix, if you want to now imagine that in your mind's eye, like interwovenness of you know the education from not just one course, but several into a deliberate pathway that then kind of, you know, you jump kind of in and out of that, you get extra community, deliberate programming experiences, connections, resources, and then yes, like the network effect of the community itself to a certain destination. But then when you get there, like choose your own adventure style, like you can keep going onto a different pathway, you can elevate, you know, there's, there's different options. I kind of see this as like a closer representation of a massive multiplayer online game. Like there's sort of this world now that we can have a more, I would say like thoughtful digital experience because of the technologies that we can leverage now. And you can join, you know, and be a part of that game. You can build your character to keep playing into that, uh, I guess, motif. And you can choose your pathways. You can like bring, like build your little guild, right? And kind of, you know, with friends or whatever and kind of go through that, right? And then we take the role and, and we're proud to as like the guide, the mage, you know, the the Gandalf character, right? To try to help. Finally get to be a mage. I'm so excited. Oh, God. Yeah, I just want to yes. staff and magic. That's all, that's all I want to do. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, that's all access. And again, relevant for us to our vision, our model, how we want to show up and serve, you know, entrepreneurs at earlier stages of their journey and, and really help to bring them to really exciting like new points forward on their journey however that's true for them this is so perfectly aligned like this this product type right is perfectly aligned to what we're trying to do yeah well and yeah to to scope back a bit so matt and i very much have aligned on this idea that community at spi which is basically what we do right it's very much like i i like to use the legend of zelda as my explanation like except i always forget what the actual character is named it's not zelda Link. Link. Yes. I'm like not a gamer, but I try hard to. I think I think you lose 10 house points for that. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'll admit it. Like I'm not. Yeah. If it's not Super Mario Brothers 3 on a Super Nintendo, like it's beyond my my scope. So I'm very limited. But the concept remains that that you're Link, right? You come into our world and we're going to help you along the journey. And so there'll be checkpoints and levels and you'll level up and, you know, have face, maybe not like a too scary of a dragon, but you may face frustration while you grow your email list while following our, you know, guidance and all of that. Yeah. But I'm so excited, especially about this concept. So something that a pain point I have with like online courses, DIY courses, education in general is, especially if you're recording things and you're, you know, launching something, it never fails that whatever you're doing will become outdated. And it's, it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of lift to update, say a course, right. And things change. And I mean, it's certainly something we experience. We update our courses when we can, but it's like things, things evolve quickly as we know in this world. And so this community powered course, especially gives such a great opportunity to create supplemental modules or education or tips or tricks, bring people in and have um, an increasingly growing catalog of additional assets that adding to a DIY course, I just don't think would be as exciting or obvious 
You know, like if you're a member of All Access Pass, you know that we have a schedule where we're adding additional content and it may be relevant to you versus if you bought one of our courses three years ago and we make an update, you might not. It just isn't the same vibe to like go back and be like, oh, what was that update? Like this is very intentionally supposed to be an ongoing and very engaging experience that I'd argue is also, you know, I love a cohort based course, the the camaraderie we've seen in our past boot camps, we still have a mastermind from the last heroic online courses boot camp that that happened. Like they are still going. They still meet every week. And so like certainly there's that piece in a cohort based course, but there's just the the nature of how we're looking at community powered courses just takes that and up levels it. Links next level. And so I am excited. I'm excited to just see you know once we get some members in, once we open the doors to all access, like what do people want? What workshops should we do next week, you know? And then, of course, record it, add resources, and have evergreen, like, support materials. I'm just so excited. All of that warms my heart. There's a really big idea, at least, I guess, to me and, like, the business chair thinking about the vision and strategies to to manage and grow a business, right? Is that there is built-in, like, market research and product validation. If you listen, if you ask the right questions at the right time, and if you can harness, you know, what you're, what you're hearing and seeing. And I, I don't even believe that that's limited to now, like the notion of a community powered course, but, but even going back to like, again, what we call boot camps, So cohort based courses that are time bound, right. They're three, four, five, six week long. You know, there's no right or wrong answer to that. I couldn't quote you what build a second brain runs. That's Tiago Forte's flagship CBC or uh, Rite of Passage, which is Dave Perel's. You know, they're different lengths. Uh, Dickie Bush at Ship Thirty for Thirty has another phenomenal CBC, and they're all they're all obviously like different in their choices. But like, the, I guess the point that I'm trying to get to this big idea is if you have an idea for an education experience for an education product, but you're maybe not like totally sure like this is like the idea, right? It's going to work, right? And maybe because you're again earlier in your process and you don't have an audience of, of a size that you might determine is like, okay, maybe I'm still quote unquote small and I don't know if this is going to work, right? You can test that idea in, again, what I would strongly submit in a like lower risk way. If you offer a cohort-based course experience, because you're not going all the way deep into video recording, post-production, editing, and all the other things that would be necessary for your traditional DIY course, you're just making a bigger bet before you get any sort of validation on, on the back end of it. So if you do a more you know live instruction model, a la CBC, or potentially now like the emergence of these hybrid versions like CPCs, you potentially can go faster, get something to market quicker, start to generate revenue, you know, income from the thing. You can sell it or pre-sell it or whatever, right? Different business mechanics there, and then get feedback. It's like cool, like. Was this curriculum valuable? Did it help solve problems? Did it help like with the big transformation that maybe you're trying to play into, right? Or did holy crap, I swung and missed, right? And that's valuable too. You know, if you can learn that and learn that fast before you've sunk a lot of time and maybe dollars into a DIY course because again you hired a videographer or you hired an editor to help you edit the videos and all that other stuff, right? Yeah, I I would and I do. I'm probably again too loud on this one point, but I would void of understanding people's individual you know circumstances i would generally recommend consider or give like tilt the playing field and give more consideration to a more live instruction or or hybrid model before going straight to diy that's what we did with heroic online courses that came around pat and i co-created the concept we launched it first as a cohort on maven maven maven.com and then because that was successful and we had such great feedback and and response to it. It's like, okay, cool. Now we can go next step and create the on-demand DIY version, right? Because we had that validation. We had the confidence to know that, okay, the branding, the messaging, the general kind of curriculum, now we can create a self-serve model, right? And so that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. Talk more because you, you know, like you said, you're sitting in the business chair, the business professional in the room. I think it's really valuable to hear more about just some best practices on testing things to market, 
you know, because again, we get we get excited about the big shiny thing and it's like, I'm going all in. I'm going to create a whole suite of courses and blah, blah, blah. And then you spend all that time when in reality, that's not what your members or audience actually wanted. So obviously asking is is a great first step, right? Like, ah, but talk me through this is turning into an interview. Ha <laughs> ha. Gotcha. You duped me. I did. <laughs> there it is. Talk me through just. So Heroic Online Courses is a perfect example. It's one of our newer courses. We really like doing a live bootcamp cohort-based course model with it. How did even the topic, how did y'all decide, you know what we need, you know what the people need, and then and then just knowing that that is what you wanted to test, and then obviously it, it validated itself. But even pre-validation, like where did conceptualized and... Sure. So, oh gosh. Give us the hot goss, Matt. Uh... Great question. As you know, with me, you know, it's always like some three-dimensional chess, multi-dimensional answer. So bear (laughs) bear with me. Point one is that we had heard for years through feedback in different capacities, right? So on social media to Pat, post experience from some of our other courses around say power up podcasting, right? So, so learning podcasting, different versions of kind of the same idea. It's like, man, I wish you had like power up podcasting. Great. I wish you had something like this about courses itself. Uh, or in some of our collaborations with Teachable that we have a longstanding relationship with a great platform option. Uh, if you're getting into DIY courses, you know, we've done a lot with them in terms of free events and summits and stuff like that. We have been asked, and even Teachable itself has said, you know, kind of behind the scenes, you guys could, could like have a meta course, right? Or, or do something meta, like a, a course on courses, right? The course course. So there's, there's this, right, there's <laughs> this longstanding, amorphous, non-specific thought of like, man, you know, that's a need. Clearly, we're hearing this in different ways, but it, it just wasn't focused. It wasn't sharp because there's just so much in this ed tech or just education space. Like, okay, how... How do we teach this? You know, what constraints do we want to put on this? And I guess that leads me to point two is like we had to figure out the constraints. So one major constraint that we chose, but again, we weren't sure if it was going to be like a good constraint in terms of trying to bring focus to our offering. What are we promising by way of this experience and not overpromising? That's critical. Is we said, okay, we're not going to do the full kit and caboodle of course creation from like raw idea you had in the shower all the way to like everything is finished you're launching and here's here's your marketing plan like literally all of that it's too massive so we said okay we're going to go more on the front end of that creative experience and say okay from the shower moment idea through to essentially the plan so you've taken this like nugget amorphous idea that you might have for a course to support your business and your brand and we're going to test that idea. We're going to start to give it structure by way of curriculum design. We're going to start working on the beginnings of, of your positioning copy for your course in a way that is imbued with really, I guess, time-tested and effective copywriting disciplines and manifest that as like the first version of even a landing page sales page thing. You're going to work on your production plan to, okay, film your course, You know the timelines you're going to need, the deadlines that you should have for yourself. So that by the end of our curriculum, you will have everything you need, the blueprint for the house, so to speak, right? But then we stop there, right? We don't go beyond that to say, okay, we're going to be with you all the way through your filming, all the way through your editing, all the way through, like, because again, that was too much. So, and this point's becoming long, but we needed to find really important constraints to then test. So then three was, okay, how do we test? And again, I guess this is not repetitive, but we're like, okay, we don't want to just jump right into, you know, the machine of creating the DIY version. Let's validate this by selling that that concept, right, as a CBC. So, and it was just, I think, sort of one of those happy accidents where, you know, we'd been introduced to the Maven team. They weren't even Maven back then. This was like really OG days of that company. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they didn't have that name yet. So we were just really grateful to have been invited privately kind of into their first, they had an experience like to teach folks like us, like, okay, cool. Here's, here's our opinion, meaning like Maven's opinion. Yeah. They had their accelerator. How to do this thing well. So Pat and I went through, I mean, it was an exhausting, <laughs> if I'm honest, six week intense experience. It was a CBC that they delivered to like learn the, these methods. And 
you know, we learned CBC of CBCs. (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, so that from that experience was born HOC, Heroic Online Courses. So anyway, yeah, long answer, three parts, three dimensions, but that's what we did and it worked. Uh, And if I may plug, depending on, again, when this posts, we are running our next cohort of Heroic Online Courses on the Maven platform. The products come like light years from, you know, where it was when we started, I'm proud to say. So yeah, I guess anyone's out there that's even remotely curious around like the subject matter of like getting really good, you know, conceptualizing and crafting a really strong online course, like a DIY online course. And also, hint, hint, if you want to like study the mechanics of a, uh, like a cohort-based course and kind of like study our methods and, and, and how we do it, would love to have you. You can go to maven.com and find us there. We can probably put a link to it in, in the show notes. I think I can manage that. And by I, I mean the team enrollment's open now hey Hey. (laughs) can't help yourself nope can't help there's no soliciting on my show matthew (laughs) (sighs) just kidding just kidding actually i think it's like the super meta the meta of the meta because you can go and experience a cbc work on a diy course that you could then potentially sell as a cbc to test it out from whatever you created in heroic online courses boom yep completely completely so Gosh, we should try to bend it back. Let's bend it back. Yeah. I will say, though, even one of our staff members, Mindy, did the course and and created a course, a solutions-based course from it. So we we like our own products. (laughs) Okay, well, I have a pivot back. But along the way, one more spicy take. So something else that's very hot in the world of kind of community, but also just like digital businesses, businesses is uh, newsletters. Newsletters have gotten so hot. And the, you know, a lot of platforms are creating an easier way to identify with sponsors. Um, We've launched a newsletter Unstuck that is doing great. And we're, you know, we're using, we're leveraging ConvertKit's sponsorship options. So it's, it's been fun. It's been fun to see the results. However, I am curious, just your thoughts on this idea that a newsletter list, an audience list, is a community. Because I have strong opinions that it is not a community. It is an audience. But I'm curious just where you're sitting. And I think there's an opportunity for sure. But let's just talk a little bit about newsletters as a shiny thing. <laughs> as a shiny thing. In, in reference to community. Yeah. Love them. Don't get me wrong. I, I take the same position, not to be antagonistic to the opposing uh, I would say like position from like a debate class standpoint, I guess. But I have never regarded really email by itself as quote unquote community. It can be a gateway into community. It can include like pseudo community elements, but as the canvas to really facilitate community, that, that, that's where it, I think it kind of falls apart in my in my brain in terms of like the logic of that. Email is wonderful to invite people into a different a deeper level, right, of the thing you're building, especially obviously in the digital world. And it's wonderful that there's now seemingly like some new flurry or burst of inspiration and creativity around like what newsletters can be and, and adaptation on those things. And we can thank our friends like over at Morning Brew for, you know, uh, I think pioneering, you know, a lot of these concepts and mechanics and things that might get a little bit closer to quote unquote community around like referrals, you know, referral mechanisms to help, well, yes, grow their list, but that like gets more people involved and it's tapping into then like your friends and family network because you're sharing it like wildfire, you know? So that, that sharing idea is kind of, you know, getting a little bit into network effects and network dynamics, a la maybe community. And then there's platforms. If you want to kind of, again, like scratch that yourself, like a spark loop, I think it's spark loop.app app that then makes you know some of those mechanics accessible to like folks like us and folks maybe like you to bring into your newsletter but yeah like just as like a straight up thing i don't i don't see it as community that's not a dig on it it's just okay it serves a different need at a different point as a part of like the collage of things that you're probably thinking about to build an effective online business yeah i think it always goes back to the age-old adage of like is it a one-to-many conversation because that's an audience the many is an audience versus a community is a collaborative at its very core, right? It's many to many. There's a great phrase from, I believe it's Dave Bates, an executive coach. Uh, he's my executive coach is to be 
transparent with it. Not to say that uh, he, he's dabbled in community. I think Jill, you, you know that a little bit. But anyway, he's been a part of like Seth Godin's Akimbo community and, and stuff from I think the uh, the early days. But th this kind of poetic phrase from Dave is that you know in a community, oh, shucks, Dave is going to kill me because I'm butchering this. People will miss you when you're gone, or people will miss you when you're not showing up and, and not there. Is is the essence of it? So I didn't get that verbatim, and I don't see how that's possible with email, right? If Jill, you have the world's, you know, best newsletter on alpine skiing. Maybe you do. And I subscribe to it. But then like I stop opening your emails, right? And and especially if then like your newsletter takes off because it's the bee's knees, then I become an increasingly like infinitesimally small piece of this like larger list that you have. You're never gonna know if I stop opening and stop paying attention. Right. So so I will not be missed by you in that hypothetical. Right. But especially like the then, I mean, it's a pretty drastic jump in as a comparative, but to our beloved new MBA community, to where we have a very select group of folks in our first cohort, only 20. And again, these are, you know, entrepreneurs at a, at a more advanced level and working on their business. That's, I guess, the center of that, because we didn't really come back to that, actually. And that's kind of the thrust of that community. My gosh, like if Jeremy or Marla, right, or Diane don't show up for office hours or don't post one of their status reports on a Monday, uh, especially if they miss like a couple Mondays or something, it's like, okay, where are they? Are they okay? Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, like it's just, it's such a very different thing in a different experience. Not even just like, like in the pixels of the internet, but like, like I will like over dinner potentially be like, man, I'm really worried about Jeff who's going through some stuff. Right. And it's like, Gosh, I hope I I hope he's okay right now. Like that's not going to happen, arguably, with someone that's just like on your email list. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah, I agree. I agree. Shockingly, also newsletter idea: the bees skis. <laughs> there you go. Go buy the domain what? right now. <laughs> I know. Like rush, rush, go. <laughs> Add it to the list of domains. Uh, Matt was sharing some of the many domains he owns with me via Slack or text and they're amazing. So we'll see who gets the bee skis first. There you go. Love it. Love it. So let's wrap it up a little. What are your predictions with community powered courses and just this kind of era that community is entering? Well, depending on how you want to interpret this, it could be like a net positive or a net negative, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. go on. There's going to be a lot of experimentation. I see it kind of going like bang, you know, sort of shotgun with some of these thoughts where a lot of people, I think are still even kind of still learning the ropes and testing the waters of what just straight up community is and flexing into money networks or circle or some of these other platforms that are now adding community like as a feature set into their tech. Right. So, I, I mean, that is still, I think, you know, by all measures, like relatively in its infancy, right. Uh, in terms of like the broader creator economy and how things have been changing over the last, you know, decade, decade and a half from like the OG blogging days. Right. So like that alone is still, you know, in its infancy. And now we're talking about community powered courses and we're talking about like, what the heck does a newsletter do in maybe some combination with community. So I bet there's a lot of experimentation across a wide swath of people in different market segments. And I am all here for that, right? But, and here, and here comes the but, right? A lot of people are going to struggle and sustaining a lot of these things is always the devil. So a lot of these things won't sustain. A lot of people will realize community is hard. It's awesome. It's worth trying. And if it's again consistent with how you want to show up on the internet and help people, cool. Maybe, maybe that is the one thing that you learn how to do well and like that stays, but Maybe other aspects of some of this experimentation doesn't. Maybe community-powered courses doesn't. So I see, I see the shotgun. I see a lot of experimentation. There's a lot of wonderful unicorn rainbow energy kind of going into it. And again, I'm here for it. But I think the, the pragmatic side of me then from, again, a business sense, from like the numbers guy sense and all these other things that I like, you know, have in my brain also, there's going to be consolidation. You know, things are going to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to have to jettison this. I can't keep sustaining this thing that I've been experimenting with. I'm going to have to let that one sunset. I'm going to have to let one go so that I can prioritize and focus on and sustain this one thing that you have now learned through this process to be like, okay, this is the main thing that I want. So that's kind of maybe prophecy number one. There's maybe even like a more like sub-level prophecy number two, which is it's an opportunity to 
transform your business model pretty fantastically from like A to B. And candidly, that's not all that dissimilar in some broad stroke with what we're doing, which I haven't been, I think, bashful about either like on this show or in some some other stuff where I pop up. So for other folks that maybe are especially still really rooted in services, group-based coaching, stuff like that, or you know, there's even folks, you know, Jill, that are in our MBA community that have physical products or other other things, and they want to transition from said thing to now potentially something that's more kind of community oriented. Now's the time, right? Because it's all new, it's fresh, there's a lot of experimentation. I think there's then ultimately from a consumer standpoint going to be, I would argue, like more tolerance. Anytime there's something new and it's like, cool, this is beta, this is prototype, you kind of you, you get a little bit of a pass, right? In terms of like, okay, if you play into that energy and you show up in the beta period of something, okay, if it's clunky, if something doesn't work, like you kind of get that pass. So it's a good moment if you are motivated to like do something different and transform your business, do that now so that potentially as a part of this, again, bang and then you know, consolidation, you can leave behind maybe aspects of your business that you intentionally want to leave behind, right? Uh, and transform into something else. Boom. I will say just a, an exit, exiting thought of parting thought is um, I do think I, I see more and more like because a lot of people are trying to create their own community and do it all. And it's just them. And looking like how we do things and even just these bigger platforms and whatnot that are show you all these ideas like we're we're fully staffed and so if you're an individual and you're like i'm going to take on community and courses and now community powered courses and do all these things even if you're intentionally you know if you're not going for like huge numbers of membership and all of that you're going to run yourself empty you know what i mean and you can't possibly do it all all the time and so really, really think about protecting your own time. Like, yeah, there are ways to do things very efficiently, but at the end of the day to sustain, because it is a definitely a marathon, like, but to, to sustain and keep going and not just completely burn out or like, frankly, have like a, a health event as a result of stress, like it is okay to dabble and then say, nope, too much. Or just do it slowly. Like, yeah, there's, to Matt's point, there's value to getting in early and kind of becoming like that is an opportunity to get your name to grow. We've seen it with lots of entrepreneurs that get into things. Like Pat's a great example of getting into podcasting when it was still pretty new and, you know, and and he was able to find a niche and provide like the quality level that exploded his show, right? So uh, that opportunity is there, but just, I think there's just always, it's, I'm always going to advocate for boundaries and rest. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. Don't don't compare your beginning to our middle or someone else's middle, especially if it's just you doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, big plus one. It's it's not meant to dissuade anyone from it. Yeah, not doing that that experimentation especially not now. But eyes wide open. Yeah. Eyes wide open like cognitive dissonance, right? Like you have to hold potentially competing notions in your head at the same time because like a lot of it's true. It's like, yes, and yes, and yes, and right. And then, you know, be genuinely okay. You know, the cliche of the century, but like, you know, fail fast and fail forward. Right. <laughs> and and that's yep. cool. Uh, again, especially if you're approaching it with that eyes wide open kind of mentality and you even potentially even showcase a little bit of that to, again, the people you're trying to serve. I think we try to do that even again with our MBA group as I guess my you know, very near and dear example right now. It's like, cool, like we're going to experiment with this. We have a lot of theories going into how we want to do this. Give us feedback along the way. So, but yeah, I was going to add one other quick, yeah, like PS. To me, there's a, uh, like a magic word kind of around like a lot of that thinking, which is sequencing. So from like a business standpoint, when again, you're trying to build toward a future destination, right? Okay, I have vision, great, cool, visionary and all that energy, like I'm here for it to a point. It's like, okay, then you have to plan and you have to go, okay, what's the first chess move that sets up the second chess move that is called strategy. And then that gets into strategic planning. So yeah, it's like planning your move so that you don't burn out so that you can respect those boundaries so that you can take the small bets uh, and hopefully like quick bets, you know, get validation or not. Both things are valuable and keep playing that chess game forward. Yeah. Sequins. I love sequins or sequencing, but... <laughs> I call it sequence. <laughs> it makes it more fun, Matt. Matt is rolling his eyes. Makes just it more so fun. everyone else. Glitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
how can we sass this up? All right. Well, we will end it there. Open invitation to anyone listening. If you want to come kind of check, see how we're doing these things, you can head to smartpassiveincome.com. There's a community page. As all of the things we're doing, by the time you hear this, all access should be there. But just, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to bring in anybody that's doing community if you want to come take a look and just have a little peek behind the curtain and experience it with us. Lots of good things coming. But on that, hit us up on Twitter, SPI at Team SPI, or you can hit me up personally at Jillian Benbow. Matt does not Twitter, so I will relay hot goss to him. (laughs) But yeah, let us know. Are you doing, what are you doing with community powered courses or what questions do you have? Let's continue the convo. Yeah, Matt, thanks for, thanks for coming on and always a hoot. Spitting, spitting takes. I will be back. You will be back. Let's let's get spicy again sometime. (laughs) All right. Take care, everybody. That's a wrap with Matt, all about everything we are doing in community, but particularly uh, our all access pass, which launches December 5th. And if you're interested, you could head over to smartpassiveincome.com slash all access. It's just all one word, all access. So smartpassiveincome.com slash all access. We will have a wait list if you want to be reminded of when we do launch. We'd love to have you, of course. And, you know, you can always just head to our community page as well if you just want to learn more about all the different things we're doing in community. I'd love to hear. What do you think? Hit me up on the Twitter sphere at Jillian Benbow. Tell me what you think about where we're taking our company direction. I'd, I'd love to continue the convo and I will see you next Tuesday. Head to smartpassiveincome.com slash community. That's smartpassiveincome.com slash community to learn more about the All Access Pass and everything else Matt and I talked about today. Your lead host for the community experience is me, Jillian Benbow. Our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Our senior producer is David Grabowski. And our editor is Paul Gregoris. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Theme music by David Grabowski. See you next Tuesday.